Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 422 breaker and bane's power hour i am brian breaker and joining me as always big underscore bane as he is rocking them switches and sweating his balls off it is too damn hot breaker you're already are you already tired of the heat i'm sick of, you know what you know what i saw in my car today breaker hmm. bugs <laughs> and i am pissed <laughs> you leave them bugs alone damn it i'm gonna smash them uh yeah you're not a fan of the heat no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm just so ready to get out of this cold. I hate the cold. You know, we talked about it like uh, off air. You know, I I don't like the icy roads mm -hmm. at all. Hate them. But the last thing I want to do is to come over here in a tank top, top and a pair of Daisy Dukes, Breaker. Well, that makes two of us. And it's going to happen. Because okay. it's too damn hot. Dear God in heaven, help us. <laughs> you better set up Skype. Otherwise, I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone needs to see Big Underscore Bane and some Daisy Dukes. Everybody needs to see it, Breaker. Yeah, well, let's, let's throw a vote out there. What do you guys think? Yes, no, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> well, back to regularly scheduled programming. We have some wrestling talk. We've got some TV talk. We've got some toy talk. And we're going to announce uh, some new tournament action. Oh, boy. This week. Uh, we haven't done a tournament this entire year. It's already March. I feel like it's been... A little bit too long, so I'm I'm ready to dive back into uh, some tournaments, and we're going to kind of open up some dialogue on, on the direction we're going to go. Should be a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, man, uh, we're kind of in that weird weather period, climate period, maybe I don't know, like because it's March now, but it's kind of floating back from like cold to hot, and I think it's that way everywhere. Like I I've even seen Travis post that like it's like seventy degrees in Ohio, and I know Ohio is definitely going to get colder temperatures than than we are. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know what the temperature is today, but I'd say it's 80 degrees in that area. My car said 75. Okay, there you go. And so it, you know, car temperatures are kind of off a lot of the times, but I mean, it, it feels like 75 to me, which is too damn hot for it technically still being winter. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all winter long for us, it's it's been like a, 
like a seesaw. You know what I mean? Like it's been back and forth. It'll get really cold, but then it'll get warm again. I mean, not this warm, but it'll go back up to like 60 degrees, you know, jacking up everyone's allergies. Yeah. It it was like that the entire winter. We didn't really have a solid constant cold. And so I don't know. Now we, it makes me, makes me worried. Summer's just going to be blistering hot and I, I can't stand it. Ready to be all sweaty, aren't you? No, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking about in the spring before it gets too hot, just landscaping my entire yard so I don't have to have no power hour mowing season. You know what I mean? Just like dirt or what? Rocks, gardens. I'll tend to a garden before I want to mow that yard again. You don't look like a gardener to me. I'm just gonna throw that out there. You can, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll garden the shit out of my yard. <laughs> Maybe some astroturf. You go gonna, vacuum it. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna plant some some daisies. I'll plant some tomatoes. I'll have my own little, little, uh, little herbs and spices that I plant. I'll, I'll get it all set up. I'll, well, hey, if you do that, like bring me some veggies. I'll, I'll live off the land. You know, dude. My grandparents had a garden back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to think because I remember they would literally, you know, you remember the I don't even know if they do these anymore, like the paper bags at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. They would give those full of tomatoes and potatoes and stuff because they have too many. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like. And like, so like we'd go over there to eat dinner sometimes and it's kind of crazy to think that they like grew their own potatoes that my grandma would make mashed potatoes out of. Yeah. And that wasn't like that long ago, maybe 20 years. It's yeah. kind of crazy to think how, like who, who does that anymore? Really? My, my grandparents, they used to have, um, they had a pear tree and they had, they grew spices. They didn't grow, um, uh, like veggies. They might've had like a little tomato plant, but, um, but they had, um, but their big thing was like pears. So like every time I go over there, I'd bring home a bag full of pears. I love pears. They're so damn tasty. But yeah, they, they'd have like, um, they had like, um, what was it? Like parsley and basil, basil that they grew. And it's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Just all kinds of fun stuff. I would love, honest to God, I'd love to do that. I just know I wouldn't have enough time. Sure. You know what I mean? But I, I love shit like that. If I could like just live off the land like that, hell yeah, I'd be all about it. Look forward in 2023, big underscore Baines garden power hour. Yeah. Whole another <laughs> whole, whole another weekly episode on this feed. Exactly. About gardening. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Well, we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore bam. Got a little bit of wrestling talk here. Uh, Big news off the top. Tony Khan announces a big announcement, right? Yep. And um, he announces a lot of big announcements. He does. And so sometimes I feel like it's a little Michael Scott, right? It's a little like... Hey, I got a big surprise. Yeah. And it's like, it's not these ice cream sandwiches, is it? So we've had a pretty terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a lot of internal speculation that AEW is going to go to HBO Max. And I think that would have been like a great thing. Yeah. What he announced was not at all what was expected. And that's that he had bought Ring of Honor. Yes. Um, so obviously we've talked about it here before. Ring of Honor more or less ceased operation in like December mm-hmm. at their final battle, battle pay-per-view, excuse me. Um, more or less cut all the contracts from all their talent. Yeah. Now they've announced more shows since then, but I think they're kind of like per appearance type deal. But Tony Khan has now bought ring of honor. I feel like him signing so many talents makes a lot more sense now. Does it not? Yes. Yes. Cause now if he does what I'm thinking he'll do, and that is keep ring of honor alive. Um, 
then a lot of them will probably just go back to Ring of Honor. Right. Well, and then also, too, like being able to push people here, push people there, like kind of yes. guys show up here, guys show up there. Like it would be pretty cool, like what they could do with this if they chose Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, and also with Ring of Honor, he now owns the videotape library. Yes, dating, which is huge. Dating back to 2002. That might be, I mean, that's that, to me, that's as big as Vince owning the WCW library to some degree, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, a little bit of a smaller scale. Sure, but, but I mean, you're talking early day CM Punk. And yeah, Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Brian Danielson. Yeah. I mean, so many, all those, like, Joe versus Kobashi, you know, right. Brian Danielson versus Kenta, all that like stuff that honestly you could really only get on DVD. I don't think there's anywhere to really watch that. I could no. be wrong. I mean, maybe YouTube. You might be able right. to see clips. And I, there, I know there was like an ROH like streaming service of sorts, but I don't know if they had everything on there. Was it on Fight maybe? Maybe. I'm not sure. Someone will correct me, I'm sure, on that. But to me, like having all of that as a back catalog, to me, now you got your streaming service to do your own thing, right? Absolutely. And and you know, here's here's my question. Do they need HBO Max? Can they just do their own thing? I I don't think they do. I mean, I never thought that WWE needed Peacock. They don't. I, I feel like being on Peacock Peacock is a waste of WWE's assets. Yeah. Uh because Peacock NBC is not focused on WWE. The only time I ever see any WWE promotion on there is when there's a live special happening. Mm -hmm. It's the only time. They never have anything on the front page that for WWE. And so I think them being on Peacock is a huge waste of time. And I feel like it would be the same for AEW on an HBO Max. Because HBO Max, dude, they got a lot of the blockbuster films. And so yeah. they're going to promote that. And they have a lot of their original series. Yeah, they're going to so, be promoting Peacemaker ahead of, you know, right. Double or Nothing. Probably. Right. And so, I mean, it's just one of those things. I, I I think they would be better off to do their own streaming service. But then again, money talks. So sure. if HBO Max wants it to happen and, and Tony Khan sees profit in that, then go, go for it. Well, and I would imagine this deal was kind of in the works for a while. And uh, I feel like Tony Khan, the funniest thing about him, and I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I think it's just funny. The dude can't keep a secret. Oh, I know. You know, he he's he's he can't be the type where it's like, all right, I got something. I'll just reveal it when it's time. He's all like, got a big enough. You know, it's like he, he's yeah. got a shit. As soon as it happens. Yeah, I can't talk about it yet, but it's going to be great. It's going to be big. You know, yeah. it's like he has to he has to put it out there, which I think, honestly, it's smart on him because that creates headlines. I will, and, you know, I think a lot of people – mistake him for being like super coked up all the time not saying he doesn't but do that but like i think he is just so giddy and so excited that he can't control his emotions i totally get that though i, I do too because when i get super excited about something i'm like all amped up about it and i mm -hmm. think i honest to god i think that's the way he is he just he gets because he gets amped up about things and it's like he can't even control himself yeah but. no and and i think i think with this if you factor in you know rampage and you know, pay-per-views and dark and dark elevation and, and dynamite and stuff. Yeah. Plus all this ring of honor stuff. Plus like, you know, a current ring of honor television show. If they wanted to do that still on a bigger network. Yeah. You know what I mean? That to me is enough for a streaming service. Yes. And so I, I hope it happens, man. I've been wanting this from day one. Even if the pay-per-views cost more, I'm, I'm in on that. I yep. dig that. Um, I'm not cost more, but cost separate. Like, you know? like you pay on top of it. Sure. Yeah. I would be fine with that. That or it's like kind of maybe like a like the Disney Plus like buy now for thirty, but it comes it becomes part of the thing in thirty days or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. 
Um, I think that would be a cool thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens, man. Me too. I guess we'll see. I know a lot of Ring of Honor talent, a lot of former Ring of Honor talent, let me say that, have basically put out there like, hey, when the company ceased operations, our contracts were not picked up. So yeah, we're not, this is, doesn't affect us. But maybe it will. And, and you know, honestly, I think we'll see a whole lot more talent signing with AEW. There's some speculation only from fans, not from anybody important, but I've seen a lot of people comment about this of Cody Rhodes joining up with Ring of Honor. I've heard that too. And um, like him running Ring of Honor, him running Ring of Honor or being a part of it somehow. I, I not that that's like out of the realm of possibility, but I, I don't see Tony Khan who owns it just saying like, Hey, have fun. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, well, at the end of the day, if AEW goes belly up, what happens to these EVPs? Right. They don't have a job. Right. But that's it. Right. They're not out like millions of dollars. Right. Like, I don't yeah. think they're investing. I mean, I could be wrong. They're not. So like they're. They're playing know, with house money. Yeah. yeah. New Japan, WWE. Right. NWA. Yeah. MLW. They got options. Tony, Tony Khan might let, let him, you know, book stuff and like have fun. But at the same time, like there's a leash on there. Like, yeah. If it starts getting effed up, I'm going to have to take control. Do you think that's the, been the problem with Cody is that he just wanted to book and like that was kind of like pulled from him and he's like, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. You think that's what it was? Big time. So, but here's my question with that. So you're leaving here because you're not getting to book like you thought you were going to. So you're going to go to a company where you're definitely not going to get to book. Mm-hmm. I think with WWE, he knows his role. I could be. I, I think he's like, it's it's an understood like, hey, this is the boss. Yeah. You answer to him. Whereas AEW, it was brought up and kind of publicly made known. He wasn't the final boss, but he was like top, one of the top tier guys. Mm -hmm. He's been the face of AEW the past three years. Yeah. I mean, when you think AEW, you might think Tony Khan first, but like most people think Cody Rhodes. Sure. And, and so, I mean, it's a, I think, I think it's a ego thing for sure with that company. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, but I'm, I, I'll say this point blank. I'm still not convinced this isn't a work of some degree with Cody. Yeah. Yeah. It very well could be, but it's kind of gone on a little long now. Sure. You know, but he also hasn't shown up anywhere. He has not. I mean, they're not going to strike while the iron's hot. I don't know. Well, it's kind of one of those things I feel like, cause he missed the, he missed the rumble window because it happened right after rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious choice would be mania. But that's such a... Or the day after me. Or the day after me. But that's like three months after the whole thing. And I feel like time moves so fast nowadays. And news moves so fast that like we kind of forgetting about it a little bit. So they still haven't announced Stone Cold, right? It's it's right. very speculated, you know, with Kevin Owens doing all the anti-Texas stuff. And yeah. WrestleMania's in Dallas. And it's, even if it's like a short match, there's something going to be happening there. So... Oh, go ahead and finish what you're th- you well, finishing up. My, my thought is, like, do you want to be the guy that debuts the same night that Stone Cold returns to the ring, possibly? Oh, definitely not. Right. I mean, like, yeah, it's not. that's not a good that's not a good spot to be. That's where, like, honestly, I thought it was risky that they had Brian Danielson and Adam Cole debut on the same night. Yeah. And if you remember, so did Ruby Soho. And people Ooh, stopped, people stopped yeah. talking about that pretty quick because that was such a... And I, and I get it. Right. Not everything's perfect, but it's like... So when so much happens, yeah, it was also Punk's return to the ring, right? All these yeah. new guys show. Boy, that was a big deal show, wasn't it? It was, and and that's the problem is you do 
you throw all your chips on this pay-per-view, now you got full gear. Right. How do you top that? Well, you can't. Right. Not that it wasn't a good show, but was it better than All Out? No. Yeah. You know, this is this is a random fact, like, little thing, but WWE has WrestleMania. When you when I remember um when I remember WCW, it was WrestleMania and WCW had Starcade. Mm-hmm. Starcade was like their their WrestleMania. If I remember, didn't they call it the granddaddy of them all or something like that? I know WWE's referred to it like that. Uh, or maybe that, that's what they used to call WrestleMania. I feel like WCW had a little phrase for Starcade like that too, where it was like Fun fact, Tony Schiavone said on on his podcast, he goes, No, 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 Starcade wasn't our number one, it was always Halloween Havoc. Well, of course, but like Starcade, I felt like was the end all be all. But then Conrad brought that up to Eric Bischoff. He's like, no, no, I agree. Halloween Havoc is our big one. He said, yeah, Starcade had the tradition behind it, but Halloween Havoc was the big one. But I'm like you. I thought it was only Starcade because well, that was Sting and Hogan. That yes, was Hogan and Piper. Like, that was that was their big, like, that was their big event. Halloween Havoc, of course, was like. That's like their. Their best show. Sure. But when you think of like main, like, like Survivor Series to me, I mean, I know you have your feelings about it, but Survivor or the Royal Rumble would be a better one is like the best WWE show. But WrestleMania is so exciting one. WrestleMania is the show. Sure. And that's how like I feel about WCW. Starcade was theirs, but AEW, I feel like they don't have that show just yet because they have full gear, double or nothing revolution. And what was the fourth one? All out, all, all out. Like, all out, I guess you can consider it to be that, but it doesn't feel that way. So, like, on one level, it's like double or nothing, right? Because that was our first pay-per-view. That was the first right. branded pay-per-view. All out's like the one-year anniversary of, like, them taking a stand. Right. And then you have, um, you know, Full Gear, which is just kind of like, okay. And it's then a pay-per-view, yeah. Revolution, just a pay-per-view. So, But if you look at All Out and Double or Nothing, they're also, like, next to each other. You'd think one would be... One like, point of the year, one you know, one would be well, WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to say, but they also only do four a year, so maybe their thought is, you know, WWE had the Big Five, right? Yeah, and then it was in your houses yeah. the rest of the time, and then that kind of became like, well, let's get away from in your house. Let's make you know Judgment Day, Backlash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe their thought is, well, we're only doing four pay per views a year. They're all big. I don't know, uh, but I get what you're saying. Like, there's no like, what's the flagship event? Well, that's just it. it doesn't feel in in. Maybe all out or double or nothing is that for them, but like, I feel like they don't have a set, like almost like I feel like WrestleMania. There's always a reset right after, sure, a little bit of one because yeah. like then a couple months later they do the draft and all that shit, right? And so, um, but I feel like AEW never really has that like almost like the reset, and I guess they don't need it because it's all just a continuation anyway. But like, I feel like there needs to be that ending of an era almost. You know what I mean? Like every year. Well, and they also don't have a lot of matches, I feel like, that always coincide with events. Like the Revolution pay-per-view now has the face of the Revolution ladder match. Yeah. This is the second year they've done that. I hope they keep that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Six-man ladder match winner gets a shot at the TNT title. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. I think that's a good idea. But, like, you know, the Royal Rumble has the Royal Rumble. Yes. You know, WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. Um, Survivor Series has the Survivor Series matches. Mm Mm-hmm. AEW, like they've done like Casino Battle Royals, but those have been on like all their shows. Yeah. So, like, does, and I think that should probably just stick to Double or Nothing, right? Because like, it's got the casino theme. Right. And, I feel like that should be the Double or Nothing thing. Well, but then same time, I've seen them do like the, the, the last year at Revolution, they did the Casino Tag Team Royal, which is like the Royal Rumble yeah, one. Yeah. But they did that on Dynamite this week. Yeah. Or, or last week. So, you know, it's that yeah. weird thing. It's like, okay, well, where does it, where does it fit? Yeah, and I get like doing battle royals makes sense because it gets guys on the card. Sure, and I'm all for that. I think, Absolutely, I think there's guys that should be on the card because 
I mean, look at Butcher and the Blade. When's the last time you've seen them do like a big angle? Right. And I, I think those guys are great. So yeah, it is what it is. But with Ring of Honor, if Tony Khan's like, okay, I want to keep it kind of how it is and do pay per views and TV and stuff. And honestly, maybe like when he if he did like a legitimate draft, and I and I'm not a fan of doing exactly what WWE does, but if he actually takes like let's say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a slightly underneath talent that would make sense Hobbs maybe will Hobbs right powerhouse yeah. Hobbs and they send him to ring of honor yeah and he's a ring of honor guy for the next year yeah like that would be interesting to me I'm li- literally it there's n- I feel like there's nothing wrong with concepts like that going and f- following in Vince's footsteps and WWE's footsteps yeah I think when you try to like recreate storylines and shit like that like that's when it's a problem that's when it's a problem because the thing is is like you can't WWE has been the only model for since 2001. And so they, you really can't help yourself, but to follow in their footsteps. Everything's been done and redone. Yes. So you legitimately can't help, but to do things that they already do. And I think with the influx of talent that you have, and you actually have two name brands now, I think a draft is a good idea or Mm -hmm. don't call it a draft, call it trades, call it brand split, whatever the hell you want to call it. But like, I, I think that's a good idea because it does freshen things up. That's one of the great things about the WWE draft is it freshens things up. I mean, it changes every year and it's kind of redundant to some degree, but like there Harley actually had a format that they said, he said they did years ago and it's not really something they do today. And I, and I thought that was interesting because everything's done today. Right. Yeah. But he called it a wild card tag match. There was two teams and a fifth person who was quote unquote, the wild card. Meaning they could tag into anybody. Well, that's an interesting concept. So you, you think about it. So let's say you have, let's let's throw two teams here. Let's say you have Private Party versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. The Wild Cards, Kenny Omega. Yeah. He can tag into anybody. Well, I think I think actually a good match for that would be like Young Bucks versus Red Dragon and Adam Cole be the Wild Card. There you go. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. like that would be so interesting. And like you make it like a a number one contenders match. And let's say like Adam Cole and, you know, like if Adam Cole gets the pin um, on, I think if I remember right, it's like if he gets the pin on say Bobby fish, mm-hmm. like whoever he tagged into, like say he tagged Nick Jackson. So him and Matt Jackson win. Oh, so it's, it's, so he more or less takes the spot of, of the, of the tag team. Now partner. that's where the other teams, they don't, they want to keep away from him because he can tag in. Right. Okay. I mean, it's it's not the the most easy thing though to comp to comprehend, but it's interesting. Well, it's it's a very unique concept. So yeah, it would probably take some getting adjusting to. Yeah, but we did a few on live events. I was actually never a part of one, but I I always thought that was like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the live event ever got understood it. it. No, but yeah. it's it's kind of like okay, well, that's something different, right? And I think sometimes when you do something different, at least it gets people like, oh, okay, this is fun. Yeah. But, yeah, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor, so we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Eric Redbeard, a good friend of mine, debuts on Rampage this week, uh, teaming up with Pac and Penta, and uh, they're going to be taking on House of Black on the buy-in of the Revolution pay-per-view, man. I don't know if he's signed. I I honestly have not heard. They haven't said he's all elite yet. They haven't, but, dude, how cool is that? Very cool, and, you know, it's – it's pretty cool because when he was just on your show recently, he talked about how he wanted to do like, he didn't want to be set anywhere 
like permanently. Yeah. But he did want to do little programs and and things like that for AEW, and then like he wanted to do like New Japan and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. Like, and if he's just there to maybe do this program and maybe stick around for a few more months, I think that's awesome. I do too. And this. I'm going to throw, give it your thoughts on this because I know you're not a big fan of multiple matches on a pay-per-view. Like 10, 12. The mat, the card currently has nine on the pay-per-view, three on the pre-show. Yeah, that's too much. That's 12. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Do you, but again, they're trying to get guys on the card. And I, I understand that completely, but it's like, that's where I think having Ring of Honor around and Farming guys in and out of there is not a bad idea. You can you uh, cannot beat the formula that NXT had mm-hmm. back in the day, back in the good old days of NXT when it was just five matches and they were rock solid every time. And, and I agree with that completely, but it still was weird to me when certain guys weren't booked. It's yeah, like, where the hell's Cassius Ono? Right, you know, you know what I mean. And right. so I, I get both sides of it for sure. Yeah. But I I, st- I I still think seven's like the perfect number. Yeah, I agree. But. If I got to pick between five or 12, I'm picking five every time. Yeah. Because it's it gives you time to get invested in shit. Where if we're just like got 12 matches on the card, I feel like everything gets rushed. Well, and I think with, with the three pre-show, like that'll be like enough to be like, okay, let's go through these, you know. And the, those will also be the matches that you don't care about as much. Right. So like, but it's it's good for the live crowd. It gives the people that don't buy the pay-per-view a little something to watch. And Yeah. Stuff like that. So I'm I'm I do dig the idea, but I but I agree with what you're saying too. Sometimes yeah. too much is not good. Yeah. Kind of like WWE WrestleMania when they were doing like sixteen matches. It's like, yeah. my God. That's that's whoever convinced Vince to do uh an eight hour show. Well, no, I mean to, to split it up into two nights. Yeah, like, so they, smart. They deserve a raise. Yeah, so smart. Yeah. We were saying that for years though, honestly. Well, yeah, because we were wanting them to follow New Japan's formula with I was like two nights of eight matches. Yeah. All day long. Way better. Absolutely. Cain Velasquez made some news, obviously, from people know him from the MMA world and the uh, pro wrestling world there briefly. Arrested for, for shooting somebody. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, more information came to light. And apparently he chased down a man who was inappropriately touching children mm-hmm. and he shot him. I don't think the guy died from yeah. what I understand, but Cain was um, was arrested. Um when you first heard this, what were your thoughts? Without knowing the circumstances, it's kind of like, how is this guy involved in a shooting, right? Well, so I didn't, I didn't know anything. All of a sudden, I just saw free Cain Velasquez and yeah. you know his mugshot and things like that, and I'm like, what the hell did he do, you know? And because felt like he had a lot of promise. I figured he'd be back in WWE at some point. And I thought now that things are a little bit more opened up, they they could try to make something of that again. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen him work in the AAA and things like that. I mean, obviously, he's green in the wrestling world, but like he picks up on it pretty quick. It seems like, so yeah. I feel like he could have done really well. Um, but you know, then reading about that, it's, it's one of those things. If I ran across somebody doing that, like not sure what I would do in that scenario either. So like, right. I mean, good on him. You know what I mean? Well, it, it's one of those things where in this guy, in this particular, every situation is different. Yeah. This guy doing what he's doing, and apparently he had been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. and to numerous young kids. Yeah, yeah, unacceptable. Yeah, should not be tolerated. Yeah, I just, I think, and those those people, the people that do that, they like, I feel like there is no rehab for them. There is nothing that can be fixed. I feel like they are broken, and they, I think they deserve to die. Yeah, 
And and so shout out to Kane Velasquez. And I, I think he'll probably get off of on this because it was a family member of his. That, really? That and that's why he. That's why he. Oh oh okay. It was a family that got diddled or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a pretty common reaction, I think. Yep. So. Well, I I recall, and I'm not, you know, um, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but a situation happened with one of my cousins when she was like 14 mm-hmm. with one of her uh, coaches. And mm. her dad drove all around town for about two days straight with a baseball bat and was ready to beat the ever-loving shit out of that guy. Yeah. And never ended up finding the guy, but they did finally arrest the guy. And, you know. Well, dude, we had a uh, an English teacher in eighth grade, remember? Oh, yeah. Hated that son of a bitch. Yeah, and he got. I'll put his name on blast, Mr. McCormick. Fuck yeah. you. Eric McCormick. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I never got a weird vibe from him. I knew he was a dickhead. He was a piece of shit to me. Was he? Every fucking day. Well, what happened, and this was years after we, we may have already been graduated. I don't remember. We were. We were. But, uh, what did they, they caught him peeping through the women's locker room? Like his, he, cut, he made a hole or something? Yeah. So his office butted up against the same wall as the, as the girls locker room. I'm not going to say women's because they were like seven, eight, yeah, ninth grade girls. Right, right, right. Girls. Yes. And. He had drilled a hole through the wall and was watching him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know, like, did he have a picture hanging? I don't remember. But he, he it was probably something he'd been doing a while, right? Probably. Yeah. Do you remember how they caught him? I think one of the girls saw saw his eye. That's what I had heard, too. Yeah. How freaky. Dude. Insane. What what happened? Did we ever find out what happened to the guy? No. I, I mean, he might have gotten arrested, sent to jail. I really don't know. But I, I know I actually... Uh, remembered this whole situation about a year or so ago, and I tried to find him on Facebook, and I couldn't find him. So. Yeah, that was probably smart on his part. But yeah. yeah, yeah, not good. Nope. Pat McAfee made some news. He had Vince McMahon on his podcast. He recently had Brock Lesnar on a couple of weeks ago, so he's mm-hmm. making some headway with his podcast. Absolutely. Uh, on the show, Vince McMahon, I think, dropped some bombshells on a lot of people yeah. that people weren't expecting. And, um, you know, Vince, I'm not going to say he's not out of touch, but he's a smart guy, and he always will be. But... Uh, Vince McMahon offered Pat McAfee a WrestleMania match. Um, what do you think about that, man? I love it. And he's wrestling. He's wrestling Austin Theory, as we know now. Yep, yep. Uh, that came out this past Friday on SmackDown, um, which I'm, you know, I mean, I feel like that's the, that was the obvious choice. Yeah. Um, because Pat or Theory and McMahon are kind of in, intertwined right now, um, but. I'm all about it, man. Last time, I Pat McAfee was one of those guys. I felt like when he first came to WWE in, in NXT, I was very against it because I felt like NXT was doing what WWE does and bringing in celebrities and crap like that. But then he got in the ring, and I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. this guy really wants to be here because he was out there doing dives and all that kind of crazy shit. So yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Okay, so I'm all about him getting back in the ring again. And this time against Austin Theory, Austin Theory is great. So Have you heard the rumor about him? Austin Theory? Yeah. I have not. He might actually be an Ill- illegitimate son of Vince McMahon. No way. As a shoot, yeah. No way. As a shoot, I've heard that. Huh. Yeah, well, and you think about it. He's like 21, 22. He's a pretty young kid. So it would have been when Vince was in his 50s. Right. Yeah. And also around the same time they did that Hornswoggle storyline. Oh, holy shit. And so there is, because he's been on the radar for a long time. He was in Evolve when he was like 18, right? Yeah. Not too many 18-year-olds are going to be in, in Evolve. WWE had a working relationship. So the rumor is that, like, it's been known for a while. Like, it's known amongst everybody. And, like. They're just not saying it. Not saying it, yeah. 
What do you think? Shit. Look at him though. Like you can kind of see it a little bit, right? If you look at his face. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily shock me. The only thing he doesn't he doesn't have the McMahon chin. You know what I mean? Like that Steph and Shane both have. Yeah, but you don't get every feature. Oh, that's true. I'll be damned. Wouldn't that be wild? We could be looking at the future CEO of the company right there. Well, and that, and someone kind of pointed out like how not too many kid people, I don't want to say kids, but not too many people early on in their career are doing stuff with Vince regularly. Well, right? and that that is true because um, I can't think of the last guy who wasn't like legendary that worked with Vince. And and, and if they do, basis. it's like a quick one-off little segment, yeah. right? It's not yeah. every week. Man, that would be wild if that Wouldn't was it? the truth. Holy Wouldn't shit. It? Mind-blowing. Yeah, so who knows? Um, real quick, uh, Brock Lesnar, I wanted to bring this up because I think it, this could change WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar is defending the title at Madison Square Garden against Edge tonight. The following announcement is an oopsie-daisy. Hey, guys, just wanted to cut in here. Clearly, Edge versus Brock Lesnar did not happen. Uh, at WWE at MSG. I don't know where I heard that from. I must have just imagined it. My imagination clearly runs wild like a zebra in Africa. So anyway, this made for some fun dialogue, so feel free to listen, but just know it's completely fiction. This has been an oopsie-daisy. Back to the show. Oh, against Edge. Against Edge. So this, for one... Why the hell they're not putting this on TV is beyond me. Dude, that's um, a match I want to see. Yes. And then, two, that could potentially change WrestleMania to make it be just for the Universal title against mm-hmm. Brock if if Edge wins, which, I mean, I, I can't really see him winning, but at the same time, I could totally see him winning. I, I don't see them, because they've already announced the unification. I don't see that changing, my personal opinion. Well, but at the same time, they... <sighs> They've done they've done changes before for big matches, you know. I mean, I've also heard not all the tickets are sold for WrestleMania. Yeah, so th- th- this would be a good way to boost it. Because my original thought was, you don't announce Stone Cold, right? Owens is doing a promo. It's bullshit. I don't have a WrestleMania match. Texas sucks. Glass shatter. Yeah, pop of the night. But I could see them announcing it because because they want to sell tickets. Sure, but this if if Edge comes out on top somehow. That would make Edge, Edge versus AJ for the championship. Right. So that would be two big money matches right there. Absolutely. I mean, would. for a title, if that if that happened, I I don't know. I'm actually all for a unification for the WWE championship. I just don't want them to go with the WWE Universal Championship as their main title. I want it to be the WWE Championship. Well, I'm I'm with you to to a certain degree, but then it's like you have to have that like on brand champion. All the time. I, I still think that could be the United States and the Intercontinental Champion. But I don't think they'll do that, though. I mean, they did do it. Uh, was it? It was when Brock was gone, but I mean. Well, but when Daniel Bryan was the Intercontinental Champion, he was like the SmackDown Champion. But it was the Intercontinental. That, that was the main title for that show because the. Um, who was it? Somebody. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Is. Like it was, no, it was when they rebrand, like brought everything back together, and they unified all the titles. But they they kept the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown for some reason, and then the United States was on Raw. 
can't remember when that was, but I don't, I don't know, but, but I think, I think those two titles should be separate on the different brands, but I think like the tag team championship, the women's championship and the main title and the women's tag team championship should be able to go back and forth. I think those, but like intercontinental and United States should stay. And maybe they need to introduce like a secondary women's title. I don't make it like a intercontinental women's as opposed to two world champions or like a, and then a woman's United States, because they do still have a quite a bit of women that just aren't doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but I, I I think uh, mania might be interesting with this match tonight at MSG between Brock and edge. I I agree with that. I think the problem with introducing titles is they, they, they can never make up their mind. So it's like, we're merging the titles. SummerSlam, we're gonna have a new we're gonna have them separate again. Oh, of course. And of that's course. the problem. It's like, well, you know, damn it. You know, so I'm I, I think I think if they're gonna merge the tie or if they're gonna have a championship unification match, but then they're not actually gonna merge the championships, I think what needs to happen is like like every pay per view, homeboy needs to wrestle twice. Mm-hmm. Whoever comes out on top, if it's Roman or Brock, it needs to be Brock has two matches that night, or Roman has two matches that night. You know what I mean? Like he's defending both of them. I don't think they'll do that though. No, they won't. But I'm just saying that's what they should do. Like, sure. It, yeah. It shouldn't be like kind of like when it was Universal Champion, the the undisputed champion. Like it shouldn't just be two titles that they're defending. Well, I remember what was weird about that is they they merged the title, so it was two belts there for a while. For a while. Then they yeah. merged it to just one title. Yeah. And then Brock left to be exclusive to SmackDown, so Eric Bischoff introduced the World Heavyweight Championship again. It's again like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Like when you sit back and think about it, you're like, we've done this shit already. What's going on? Here? Right. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. That's, that's kind of, uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was such an interesting match, especially for them to not have on TV. Yeah, it definitely is interesting for sure. But uh, Pat McAfee, um, wrestling at WrestleMania, good on him. Mm-hmm. Also, I was going to bring this up. What do you think about WWE not going all in on their own podcast thing? Because obviously podcasts can be huge like this one yeah and and, and there's others not not like, us but like, well yeah not but us, the pat but mcafee show <laughs> i mean but like pat mcafee's getting bigger because of the guests he's got right why isn't wwe realizing like we can do this yeah. this this can be our own thing we can be on top of this but they're not yeah yeah because i mean like like i was mentioning off air Corey graves has his own podcast or at least he did uh new day had their own i mean like i well, the, and then they have Austin doing the monthly ones on the network, right, yeah. on Peacock. Why don't they drop some knowledge, drop some 411 that right. it's like, holy shit, like it's yeah. big, you know, but they're not doing that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's kind of wasted efforts on their part if yeah. they're just going to have podcasts under their umbrella but not do anything with them. No, I agree. Because, I mean, conversations are great, but like if you're going to go on the Pat McAfee show and drop bombshells, you know, or drop breaking news, I think I think you're kind of wasting your time. No, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. We got some movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break Up and at the Movies. Yeah. This is Break Up and at the Movies. Yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Sad news. Last week, you just talked about Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. And uh, Kirk Bailey, who played Ugly, he passed away. Yeah, like literally just a couple of days later, and yeah. so that's uh, that's sad, dude. It's crazy because um, I hadn't, you know, because we were obviously talking about Paramount Plus that led to the, the Nickelodeon shows, and sure, that being a favorite of both of ours and stuff, and yeah, just kind of crazy because I don't recall seeing a lot of them and anything else, no, really, and so seeing uh, seeing that happen to to I found out his name was Kirk Bailey, pretty sad, man. Yeah, it really is sad. So I mean, rest in peace. 
Absolutely. Go check out Salute Your Shorts on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Marvel made some news. All the Marvel Netflix shows left Netflix. Yes. So, you know, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and The Punisher, and that miniseries, The Defenders. Yeah. All gone. And those, along with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., will soon be added to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So this is a couple of things. First of all, Disney Plus initially said no, nothing R-rated. Yeah. Obviously, that's out the window. Yes. Um, does this mean we'll get new seasons of these shows now? Who knows? Um, better question is, are they going to be censoring what's already happened? Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, because these they, are TVMA shows, they they could easily make a PG thirteen if they wanted to. That's or true. TV fourteen. I, I never thought about that. I know Agents of Shield was on ABC, so that really isn't that, that big, the yeah, big a deal. Probably TV fourteen already, right? And that went about seven seasons. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it went a while. But I know, I know, like uh, Jessica Jones is it Jessica Jones? Yeah, yeah. I know that one. Like that one had quite a few sex scenes in it and everything. I mean, so and very. Like you even said, they're like uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable. It's, yeah, like, it's like, like, wow, that's too much. Yeah, that's that's long. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way about the boys. I've been watching that on Amazon. God, aren't those sex scenes just weird? They're well, I'm have I, you have you gotten to the end of the first season yet? I'm on episode eight. OK, well, and maybe it wasn't even the last episode, but there's an episode where um, uh, Homelander gets fucking weird, like weird, weird with the boss. Yeah. And. And then, oh my god, it's just a weird show, man. Like it's really good, but there's some weird shit that goes down in that show. What's well, funny about that show in particular, and I don't know if you felt this way. I had heard it's a superhero show where the superheroes are kind of a pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I was ill prepared for what I was about to see. Yeah, it's over the top how big pieces of shit they are. Well, and then just some of the violence, and yeah. you know, like I, I always go back to like the, the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of violence in there, but there's a lot of implied violence. Yeah. But, like there's, but the interesting thing about that show is I feel like a lot of the violence that happens is what would take place if superheroes were real. Yes. Like, um, so like one of the very first scenes is when the speedster just runs right through homeboy's girlfriend. That's one mm-hmm. of the very first scenes in that and show. holding her arms. Yeah. And Spoilers. it's like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like the first couple of scenes, you know what I mean? So it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it sets up the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that is like, I feel like how could that not happen in if with a speedster, if they were real, you know what I mean? Like that would True. almost be guaranteed to happen probably on a regular basis because they're going so damn fast. Everything is a blur. Well, I also heard like, um, and I didn't watch this, but I heard that the Mythbusters did a thing on Superman. Yeah. And like, if he actually swooped down and caught someone, it would probably kill them on impact based on, you know, being him more or less feeling like steel yeah. and going as fast as he's going. And I'm like, that's interesting, like because you don't think about it like that, right? Right. It's all done like you know, it's a, it's a comic book movie, and right? He right. swoops down and catches them, and everyone's okay. So it's like, ah, oh, that's interesting. And so like they were kind of talking about stuff like that. And, okay. And again, I haven't seen that; just something I heard about. But yeah, like this show, I actually, and I don't know if you ever do this. I was watching, and I look down, look at my phone or something. And I look up, and I just see like the blood splatter. Yeah. Because it's like slow motion, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I hit rewind couple times i'm like oh and like it was smart on their part because from that scene i'm like i can't not look at the show right i have to keep my eyes like actually watching it because how yes. often are we watching a show but we're not really watching it? oh yeah you know what i mean yeah five minutes in we're checking facebook we're checking twitter yeah and i'm like i don't i, I do that too but i'm like i don't 
I don't give a shit. Like, why am I doing Our attention this? spans are so short these days. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I think like things like Vine and TikTok and YouTube have really just ruined our minds. They really have. But yeah, the Marvel shows going to Disney Plus, I think that's going to be a huge deal moving forward, man. Like, they have control yeah. of so much now. Yeah. Just waiting on Sony. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because they already got Fox, too. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen next? Well, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your brain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore Bane, um, AEW weekend, and boy, did they come out swinging, announcing a whole bunch of, well, they didn't announce a bunch of new stuff, but they showed off a whole bunch of new figures. Yes, they did. So uh, we knew um, Unmatched Series 4 was coming out, and uh, we got our first look at the very first AEW CM Punk figure, and kind of cool, his chase will be him in the trunks. That's that to me like that's a cool chase. Do you not agree? Absolutely agree. And uh, of course, the regular version will be the pants that he wore at uh, at All Out. So that's that's kind of fun. Uh, we'll see figures of um, another one, Lionheart, Chris Jericho. This is a kind of a cool. They've never done this in figure form, right? From his days in uh, in Mexico. Not that I remember, but yeah, definitely fun. Uh, we see you know MJF, Jade Cargill, Cody Rhodes in a suit, Adam Page, full cowboy garb, which is kind of interesting. Um, some more buddies. Unrivaled uh, Series 9 was shown off with Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston, Christian Cage, Brian Cage, uh, Thunder Rosa with Thunder Rosa Chase and a Ricky Starks Chase. This is a pretty cool wave right here. Um, we kind of talked on off the air. Some of the heads are a little odd on these, are they not? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mainly looking at that Christian. That Christian's pretty off. Uh, he just He looks like Grandpa on this. Yeah, he does. Like the hair looks good, but there's something about the face. I'm not sure if I like that one. Yeah, he looks way too old in that. And then, of course, we also see uh, the Darby Allen ringside exclusive with the coffin, which is which is a pretty fun set. Um, the blood and guts set with uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega. But then they also showed off pictures for Unrivaled Series Ten, which we see uh, Wardlow, which we've seen before, but this time in different color singlet. Taz in street clothes. That's kind of fun. Yeah, and that's, if I recall, that's his first uh, AEW figure. It is. I it wonder is. I wonder if they'd be, even be able to do a Taz figure since he was ECW and WWE. I bet they can because it's just a singlet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where that legal line is, honestly. Uh, we see Andrade, which is, this is a fun one. He's got his uh, pinstripe pants and the extra head, which is the, the black mask. I assume yeah. it'll probably come with a jacket as well. Yeah. It's not pictured. A new Miro with the TNT title. A lot better than the original Miro. Absolutely. And his arms are a little bit more regular scaled. Yeah. Uh, new Jake Hager in the prison garb, which I imagine we'll see the entire inner circle in that from that blood and guts match. Yeah. Uh, new Britt Baker with the uh, women's title, which is a good one. But then I want—I really want to touch on these because this is so interesting. The, the Unrivaled Supreme line. We've talked about this in the past. Apparently, these are going to retail for about $42.99. We, we see Cody, Britt Baker... Malachi Black, which is also his debut figure, and there will uh, be a Kenny Omega. I don't know if they've shown that one or not yet, but multiple, multiple pieces, um, two sets of legs. Which that's an interesting thing. I don't think I've ever seen a figure that comes with like two different sets of legs. Well, what's funny about the AEW figures, and I don't know if you've opened any of them or not, you can actually pop the legs off. There's a peg there. Yeah. So I'm like, that makes sense to do that. So you, you have two sets of legs. Like Cody has two sets of legs. He has an extra set of arms. He's got the, the very detailed ring jacket and three heads. 
So I feel like, is that expensive? Yes. But you are getting a lot for your money. You're too. essentially getting two figures. Right. Yeah. And I mean, different facial expressions as well. Uh, the Malachi black is, is even more interesting. You get five heads. It looks like an extra set of legs and in a ring jacket. Of course, all his heads have like the face paint and the, the, the masks and the horns and all this other stuff. And then of course he's got the trunk legs and then the, the kind of like the, uh, I don't know if they're MMA shorts, but those those shorts that he wears. Yeah. So two different legs are that's that's really cool. The Brit Baker looks like it's got um, ring jacket, probably extra arms, two or three extra heads, and there's also excuse me a Kenny Omega that will be the same way, extra set of uh, extra a ring jacket, extra set of legs, several heads, and it adds like the different hair colors, yeah, different facial hairstyles. So that's kind of cool. So it's almost like a two or three in one set, but I think this might be the coolest thing. Um, ringside exclusive, the Brody Lee and negative one, two pack. How cool is this, man? That's so I'm pretty much out of the figure game. As most everybody knows, that's going to be one that I will 100% be buying. Like, how cool is that, man? Like so damn cool. Like I saw the video of them presenting it to him. He was just like, you could tell he was just so taken back by it. Yeah. Just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I can't say enough good things about how, the whole wrestling community has taken such good care of uh Brody Jr. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the fact that they're just they're just showering him with constant love. I think that's so amazing. So I'm so excited for this this young man to be able to get his own figure. And that's one that I will um one hundred percent be be getting to add to my collection. Absolutely. I think I think it's really, really cool. And um you know, good on them for for making this happen for this kid. That's really cool. Absolutely. I'm looking at the Kenny Omega right now. That's, that's a really cool set too. four heads, um, two, two different sets of gear, ring jacket and the title. I mean, that's a pretty cool set. Yeah. Some great stuff. We, however, have not seen this. I was hoping to see at least a rendering. And of course it's early in the day when we record this. So this could happen later tonight or even tomorrow, but I'm hoping to see a rendering of the Owen Hart, man. Yeah, I hope so too. At least something. Because, I mean, um, I know that's been kind of talked about. And so uh, hopefully it comes up soon. Definitely so. But, yeah, I'm good on Jazzwares for showing off some cool stuff. I know they had probably planned to do Toy Fair this year and just held it off to Revolution. But probably probably a smart thing, you know, being the only day to announce new toys and stuff and show what, what you guys coming. And luckily that nothing has been spoiled yet. So Absolutely. Cool stuff. Anyway, we got a we got a little bit of tournament talk. We're going to dive into kind of unveil our new tournament. So, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. We ain't got we ain't got no segment for that. Uh, tournament talk. There we go. I need better than that. Come on now. That's that's what you're getting, Breaker. <laughs> that's all I got for you. That's all he's got. Well, I'm no Bill Benis on the synthesizer. So, that, amen to that one. Um. 90s Telewar. We're wanting to dive back into that. But, you know, we've decided to do our tournaments in eight, an eight-bracket tournament. A little bit easier to get through as opposed to, like, the 16 that we were trying initially that took, like, what, two months or more to get through. Yeah. It was just way too long. Eight is a better plan. That being said, there's so many different types of 90 shows. You've got animation. Mm-hmm. you got game shows. Mm-hmm. you got, you know, series. And, I mean, there's so many different ways you could go. Uh, just, honestly, just sitcoms, right? Yeah. Even you could just do all Nickelodeon. So we're going to do a 90s telewar. Here's where I'm putting you on the spot, Big Corbin. You have to pick the subcategory of what the tournament is. Okay. So what do you want it to be? 
it can be game shows. It can be, you know, sitcoms. It can be uh, dramas. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Cartoons. I say let's let's do this. Let's do. Um, you mentioned Nickelodeon. Let's do '90s Nickelodeon Telewar. Okay. Yeah. You want to pick our brackets now? We only have to do four picks. I think that's doable. Yeah, but see now I got to remember what was actually in the '90s. Right, okay, I think I can. I think I can muster through it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write all these down. We'll select our brackets next week. The uh, Nickelodeon '90s Telewar. All right, '90s Telewar Nickelodeon. I'm making my notes live on the air because that's entertaining. All right, big underscore Bane, you can go first. Okay, uh, so this is just strictly Nickelodeon. Any anything goes past that. So I mean, the first one on the list has got to be Double Dare, right? You, you, if you didn't pick it, I was going to. Uh, I would agree with that. Double Dare, I think, will always go down as one of the greatest shows of that generation that we all love. Yep. And uh, I'm all about it. I'm going to pick one that's that's definitely a staple of the 90s, and I feel like introduced all of us to a certain genre that maybe we weren't really wanting to watch. I'm talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oof, yeah. What a good show that was. I think uh, our good friend Drew Vinsel actually has a Midnight Society homage shirt. Okay. All right, that's choice number two. Now for your third pick, or your second pick, third overall. I'm going to go with probably, possibly, my favorite show as a kid, and that is my good pal, Doug. Doug, that's a good one. Interestingly enough, he actually switched over to Disney years later. Isn't he that did. weird? Yeah. But he was a Nickelodeon original. He was. Don't forget. The show was a lot better when it was on Nickelodeon, too. It's actually on Paramount Plus, too. Is it? I thought about going back and rewatching it. It's hard to kind of go back and watch old cartoons sometimes. They don't really hold up. Yeah, but it's like, man, I remember, you know, Doug Funny, Patty Mayonnaise, mm-hmm. Skeeter. Yeah, which a lot of that sounds very sexual as an adult. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you picked a game show, so I got to pick a game show. And I'm going to go with, uh, just you know, there's a question. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. <laughs> uh, guts or global guts, but I'm just going to put guts because it's kind of all inclusive there. But yes, guts. Okay. So we're at four. That was number four. I'm, Fifth pick is yours. I'm going to pick uh, one that's pro- probably like another favorite one of mine, and that is Angry Beavers. Oh, that's an interesting choice. I didn't see you go in that yeah, one. It's, that it's, it, it'll be a dark horse of the, of the tournament. I have a feeling it'll be a layup for yeah. whoever it's against, but I always really liked that show. Interesting. Well, I uh, I'm gonna go with this one, and this was a spinoff of another show, but I felt like this one was far superior. I'm gonna go with Keenan and Kel. Yeah, and, and and why this one was superior is because it had story to it. It was a sitcom. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like sketch. Yeah, all that was very much a sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. So this was um, and all that looking back was a terrible show. It was in Living Color with kids, yeah, right? I mean, it was bad. And in Living Color, honestly, it had its moments, but it really wasn't that great. I agreed. So that was uh, choice number six. It's your turn. For okay, number seven. so I got one more pick here. Um, <clears throat> shoot. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Probably one of my earliest crushes uh, growing up, and that is Clarissa Explains It All. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Clarissa explains it all. She was actually at AEW recently. I know, and I still think she's attractive. I agree. Yeah. Wow. So that leaves Holler us. Holler at me, Clarissa. <laughs> so far, we've got Double Dare, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Doug, Guts, Angry Beavers, Keenan and Kel, Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. I mean, how can I not pick Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. I feel like this is going to come down to game shows in the finals. Do they have a, I mean, like, honestly, we probably could have done a full tournament on Nickelodeon game shows. Well, we probably could have. Yeah. Um, any honorable mentions you want to talk about that you, that you thought about? Um, I mean, all that obviously was one for me. Yeah. All that. What would you do? What would you do? Uh, Rugrats. Rugrats. Um, figure it out. Figure it out was a very good one. I actually tried to be on figure it out when I was a kid. Nice. Um, you know, Sam Roberts. So I are am you? not. Um, but, um, what was your thing? Well, at the time I could like, uh, it's not roll my tongue, but I could like put my tongue into this. Like I could fold my tongue like three different times. Like mm. I can't do it anymore, but like, yeah, I was pretty talented with the tongue when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. But, man. but I, I, uh, one thing I forgot when I sent into my, sent in my letter was like proof that I could do it. Mm. So like, of course they didn't call me back. Yeah, jerks. I even I even realized it like as a kid, like after I sent it, I was like, oh no, I didn't send a picture. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Yeah, of course. Another one I liked is my brother and me. Did you ever watch that one? I didn't watch that one. I love that one. It was uh, uh, Pete and Pete was another good one. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much. Honestly, it was okay. It, it had moments, but it wasn't like my favorite. Hey, dude, was fun. Hey, dude, yep. that's an interesting one. They were on like a ranch. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, there's a lot there. Like, what about like Wienerville? Remember that one? Oh yeah, or <laughs> puppet people. Yeah. Uh, what about cat dog? <laughs> yeah, cat dog. Uh, there was a SpongeBob, obviously. Yeah, that one actually, from what I, because remember we ran into that when we were. It was uh, like ninety nine. It was either ninety nine or two thousand. I can't remember which one it came out in. Yeah. It might have been ninety nine. I'm trying to remember when Invader Zim came out because that's one of my favorite cartoons ever. But I think that's definitely like, two thousand. Like that might have been like two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, we have a pretty good list of stuff here. Yeah, I think all that probably might make some people mad that it's not on there. But I'm like, yeah, you know, it's our, if if you want all that to be on your tournament, you you do your own tournament, idiot. Do it. Jeez, man, you're so angry. <laughs> anyway, so next week we will uh, we'll do our first round. It'll be yes. fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, make sure to be prepared to vote on what you think should move on in the '90s telewar. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Um, no, let's just plug it up. All right. Well, we're going to show, uh, of course, throw a shout out to our podcasting buddies, like fully posable, the wrestling figure podcast with Jeff and Scott. They're dropping a new uh, show every Sunday, just like this show. And of course, Scott's side project, drunk wrestling history. Yes. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out. Uh, they're dropping a couple of shows a week. Watch along sports shows. Check out everything they're doing. Great dudes over there. Absolutely. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another fun show where they kind of talk retro pro wrestling. Also, shout out to Steve. He's doing a little fundraiser where he's shaving his head for uh, for cancer oh, and, awesome. and, and, and doing donations. And I think he's raised over like $800. Wow. And good on him. That's awesome. So I, hopefully he does a live when he shaves his head. I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, the Ringside Rant with RJ. Check him out as well. The Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with uh, Drew and his wife, Caitlin. You know, Travis Fowler, me and him recorded uh, TV Toycast the other day, and he said, you know, they're no longer a tag team partners on Thursday because they're a Survivor Series team now. There's four of them. Absolutely they are. Yeah. And uh, I know the the boys are both home now, and 
they got a new show up this week, so good on them, man. I, I'm I'm proud of them. They're, That's awesome. They're a Survivor Series team with a manager because they got the Bulldog. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And also make sure to check out his chop shop. He's doing amazing stuff over there. Yep. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. And then, of course, Aaron Anders' new show, Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel. Yeah. Some great stuff, man. Check all that out. Absolutely. Our own podcast, uh, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. No Holds Barred with Bill Benus every Tuesday. Yep, yep. That's and, that's son of a bitch. Uh, won the lottery and then proceeded to get robbed and blamed it on me. I mean, that goes without saying. That, that, that it would be my fault? No, that he would win the lottery and get robbed. Yeah, I mean, dumbass tried to get, he got it all in cash. I feel like a lot's happening this season. It's a, it's, it's a busy season. It's a it's, it's eventful. A very, very it's eventful. A lot happens in half an hour over there. Yes, yeah, it's a very busy season. Well, you know, we get that break in to, to eat tacos, so a lot of stuff goes on during that taco break. A taco break is a... How come we don't have a break to eat tacos? I mean, we can. We can take a break. I think we should. Yeah. I, I like tacos. Um, and then, of course, the TV toy cast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. You can check out all of Bane's music over on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Yep. Check out all he's got over there. And Outsiders Beard Co., if you've got a beard or know someone has a beard, pick up some uh, some beard balm and beard oil. Make that beard look magnificent. Absolutely. And then all of our shirts you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You can also search for, for Bane, TV Toycast, and all of our podcasting buddies. A lot of them have shirts as well. Yes. And, of course, yeah, we have to shout out some of our pals like Soda Hunter, Mike the Cleaner, mm-hmm. Ethan Chambers, mm-hmm. Nick Haddix, yep. uh, Nate from Ring Skirts, Steve Hoker. Yep, yep. Uh, anyone else, man? We got a bunch. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, I feel like you nailed everybody. Um, I did not. <laughs> you whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think you uh, mentioned everybody that I can think of. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to everybody. Maybe GBM. We didn't mention him. Shout out to GBM. Oh, yeah, GBM. Shout out to and GBM. Of course, you know, we mentioned a lot of the podcasters. So Yep, yep. So, yeah, check all those guys out and give them a follow if you can. And uh, that's all I got, man. That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. Enough of that shit. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I take it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.